0: Welcome back roomies. Welcome back. You're listening to K-drama in Room 343. I'm your host, c Cho, aka Christina, and today we are talking about episode one of Penthouse, season one. If you are joining for the first time, welcome. Welcome to Room 343. This is a podcast where I summarize each drama episodes that we watch, that I watch, And I add my commentary all the while doing my makeup. So you can watch me do my makeup on my YouTube channel. Just search K-drama in room 343 and subscribe to my channel, Yuri Choi, to watch me do my makeup. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you are listening from so that you don't miss any future episodes. And let's get right into it. Episode 1, we have a lot to talk about. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, let's get started. I am barefaced, no makeup. I just have skincare on. Okay, so let's dive into episode one of Penthouse season one. And I'm going to do my makeup. If you are curious to know the products that I'm using, I will leave them in the description box below. If you are joining from an audio-only podcast, welcome to Room 343. If you hear like, noises and like ASMR noises just know that I'm doing my makeup um you could always watch me on youtube as well um yeah you can watch this podcast on youtube and you can see my makeup as it goes on okay so let's get started episode one you guys like this drama is intense um we start in Hera palace and there's like fireworks outside um like it's a beautiful building It's like a skyscraper building and it's really pretty. And there's like fireworks and there's like a party, some kind of celebration, I guess. Um, And then we kind of like zoom into one of the apartments, one of the house inside the building. It's like a penthouse and it's beautiful. Um, It kind of reminds me of like an art museum, like a gallery, like an entrance to like a gallery. Yeah, it's very pretty. And we see like this woman, she's like getting ready for the party and she's very beautiful. She has like this really like white gown on and she's like getting dressed. Her maids are helping her. So right off the bat, like she's somebody important. She, she's rich. She's rich. She's getting ready for the party and she gets on the elevator and she's like gonna head down. Meanwhile, like the party, it's, I don't know, it's, I think it's like a costume party. Okay, this primer is like pilling on me. Um, be right back. So there's this, it's a costume party and people are dressed in like ball gowns and they wear like the the European wigs, you know, like the opera house when they use, wear like those really big, puffy, curly wigs. Um, you know, in Princess Diaries too, like when Mia was like sneaking around and she like kind of eavesdrops on like the court hearing or something like that and the judges and everyone on the council they're wearing these these like wigs they're wearing those at the party and they and people are just like dancing around like twirling and having fun like okay it's a fancy party so the woman who lives on the penthouse on the 100th floor she's like going down the elevator and the elevator is so pretty like it's it's one of those like glass elevators where you can see the view so she's just like observing the view as she goes down and then from a corner of her eye she sees a girl falling off the building yeah that's the first scene like that's we already have a death in in the episode like what in the world so the woman is like freaking out because she just witnessed a murder because i think there was somebody that like pushed the girl Um, the girl was already like kind of bloody as the girl is like falling down she is also like going down the elevator right and then the two of them make eye contact so the girl and the woman in the elevator they like make eye contact as they're both going down and the woman just like freaks out. Obviously the girl falls faster and the woman's like screaming in the elevator and then the girl actually lands, like she crashes down like the window ceiling and she crashes down into a fountain, but the fountain has like an angel statue and the statue has like really big wings and it's like holding, it has its arms propped up like this. And the girl lands literally right on top of her, arms and she dies that's the first little scene of episode one we already have a murder so then we transition back to two months earlier so we go back in time and there's like this classical music that's playing and like on the lp and Eugene the actress Eugene or O oh Yun Hee is her character Oh Yun Hee is getting ready and she's like basically showing the house to this congressman and the congressman is listening to classical music um and it's Chun Su Jin and she's a soprano a very well-known soprano and the congressman is like you know this is like art like she's so talented and whatnot Yun Hee doesn't like it she like turns it off she's like oh i'm more of a trot um kind of gal and then so she like turns it off and she's like showing around the house and he's a congressman and he's kind of shady like he's only renting the house to like for his affairs like he to invite his like mistresses and like she knows that but you know i mean she gotta make a sale you know so she's like showing him around, kind of buttering up to him, and then he's like, yeah, this will do. And then she asks for her compensation, which is normal. You know, you do the job, you need to get paid. But the congressman is like being really shady, and he's like, you know, I, your uh, whole operation is illegal. Like, you don't even have the proper license to be a real estate agent. And I know that, you know, with just one word... I can end your career so all in all just to say he's not going to pay her which like she can't do anything because her her business I guess is technically illegal and so but she's like trying to ask him like please like I, I need the money like I'm doing this for a living you know and he just kind of like scoffs at her and just throws like petty cash um, her way and Eugene like she's or, or Yun-hee sorry Yun-hee still like takes the money and she like leaves because she's like mad of course I would be mad too but she takes the money and she leaves she gets into her car and she's like cussing him out she's like what kind of what the hell like he's supposed to be a famous congressman like who, who in their right mind is going to have an affair with trash like that you know like she's completely disgusted and she's like cursing him out in the car and then she sees like a black van and it's like a it's like a really big boxy van and um, I don't know what those are called like what the models are I don't really know my cars but it's like a big van and in Korea like all the celebrities um, they ride around in this van from like schedule to schedule. There's this big van that pulls up and you He kind of like ducks um, and it turns out that the van is like a celebrity van and the celebrity is from JYG entertainment JYG so Eugene hides and she actually recognizes the actress that walks out but we don't know who it is like they don't tell us goes to the next scene next scene is at the school at like a middle school and there's this girl jenny she is basically like having her private vocal lessons in her practice room um, at the school. And she's played by the actress Chinji Hee, who is known for to be like the bangkuttonku girl. Bangkuttonku is like, it literally translates to butthole and in High Kick Through the Roof, I think, like High Kick Through the Roof, like she played like this little girl whose catchphrase was bangkuttonku. Anyways, she plays Jenny. And so Jenny is having her vocal lessons, and she has, like, a private teacher and everything. And the teacher is kind of, like, nagging her because her voice, like, cracked while she was singing. But, like, all the while, like, she's kind of just, she's just being a brat. Like, the teacher is, like, nagging her, like, you know, you need to do this. Like, your, vo- your voice, like, you shouldn't have gone to karaoke room. Like, you need to save your voice because the competition is coming up. And, um, you know, you need to take care of your voice if you want to win the competition. And Jenny's like, yeah, 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 whatever. She's like being a brat about all of this. And then all of a sudden, Jenny like notices that somebody is in the classroom while they're having a private lesson. And so she like runs out of the classroom to catch the, the, the rat or the person, but there's no one there. And then the next scene, Peruna, is another student at the school and she was actually the one that was like you know sneaking in on jenny's private lesson and she actually goes back to the practice room when it's empty and practices um since she can't afford to have private lessons she's just like sneaking in jenny's and she's um taking all of the information and she's practicing her classical singing jenny finds out she comes barging in and she's like i knew it was you like how dare you you can't even afford to have your own lesson and you try to sneak into mine. Aw, oh, hell no. This is my practice room. My parents paid the school for this specific classroom to be made for me so that I can practice and go to Chung Arts, Fine Arts High School, okay? Okay, it's not for you. And Rona is like not backing down. She's like, um last time I checked, this is the school property. Doesn't matter if your parents paid for it or not, it's school property. I'm a student here. I can use it too. And Jenny is all like, oh hell no. And they both like go at it, they're like fighting, like screaming at each other, and and Rona tells Jenny that she is also gonna to go to Chong'a Arts High School. And Jenny just like straight up laughs in her face. Because apparently, like it's like a rich people school, and um, Rona is poor, uh, so she wouldn't be able to afford going in there. And so Jenny's just like laughing at her face, like you don't have the money to get into that school, like you're a nobody, you're just poor. And then Rona also gets like really mad. She's like, well, you know what? I don't need money to get into that school. I can get in with just my voice because I'm that talented. Then Rona walks away and Jenny's just like, she's just shocked that somebody could just stand up to her like that, I guess. And so um, Jenny's like complaining to her mom, who's also kind of a bit of a psycho too. Like the mom is like listening to what Jenny is telling her and like her frustrations. And she's like, oh my gosh, like how dare that girl take you off. Like mommy will take care of it. Mommy will take care. Don't worry about it, princess. And then Jenny's mom asks Jenny what do Rona's parents do and apparently Rona's dad died when she was little and Rona's mom well they show a clip or like a montage of you just walking around showing houses to clients and yeah she's just working hard you know showing these houses and the housewives that she are showing the houses to they're like so rude they're not interested at all and they just like kind of take advantage of her um anyways and then Eugene gets a phone call she gets a call from uh math hagwon hagwon is like an academy that where like kids in korea they go to to get additional like tutoring um so she gets a call from HaGwon, from a math HaGwon, and the teacher tells Yunhee that Rona has not been coming out for months. Yunhee is like really angry. She goes right home, and she waits for Rona to get home. So Rona comes home and she notices that Eugene or Yunhee had pulled out all of her um, classical singing sheet music uh, notes all the lessons and then the stuff that she was studying from she like pulled it all out in the living room and she was just sitting there very very disappointed because Rona was using the money that was supposed to go to Havon and buying all this classical singing stuff and so they have a big fight because Yoonhee is very strongly against Rona's singing and Rona is like you know, you're my mom. You're supposed to like support me. And Eugene, like, she's like, nope, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And Robin like, you haven't even heard me sing. Like, you don't know. I'm talented, mom. Like, I've got the skills. And Eugene and Hee is like, nope, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And they start like fighting. They like scream. And Hee like starts ripping up. All the sheet music and the classical, and the notes and all the stuff that Rona had, she just starts like ripping, and Rona's like screaming, like Mom, no, what are you doing? But in the end, like Rona's like, it's okay, fine, fine, you can mess it all up. I memorized the whole thing, and she starts singing in front of Yunhee. She sings really well, and Yunhee hears her daughter sing, and she has, a flashback. That's right, we got our first flashback. Um, So Hee is like flashing back to the time when she was actually singing at the 25th Cheonga Arts Festival. Um, She was singing soprano. I honestly don't know that much about classical singing. I think I said that before like I'm guessing that she's a soprano. Um, But anyway she's like singing a solo on stage and she's like getting all the spotlight she has this like beautiful dress on she's just like flashing back to that um, while Rona is singing and then the flashback is over and, you and he just kind of cries and tells Rona that you can't sing that you that I will never let you sing like if you want to sing if you sing one more time I'm going to die right in front of you is what she says and then she's like, you can sing over my dead body. Very dramatic, but I mean, this was a Korean drama after all. So, so the next day, Rona goes off to school and she leaves a note saying, Mom, I'm still going to sing. Like, you can't stop me. No matter what you do, I'm still going to sing. Rona too, like, she's super stubborn. But I mean, if you really are passionate about something, we should still go for it you know you know you got the skills you want to try then go by all means go try you know spread your wings and fly fly so then Yunhee is at home and she's like cleaning up um the mess that she created um that night and then she watches the news so on the news um they talk about Hera palace and how it's like for the prestigious um, the elite 1% of Korea um, and that's where the, they live like in on like in Hera Palace that's their home and then Yuni's like oh wow like I wonder when I'll be able to live there I don't know why that scene was necessary anyways um tons so we see Seo-jin walking into like a fancy schmancy building and it's actually her academy. she actually teaches classical singing she like tutors. Um, she accepts students, and she does private lessons. So she's giving a private lesson to this guy, Yin Hyuk, and he has his voice cracks in the middle of his singing. And Seo Jin is like, she stops the lesson, and she tells him, like, it's clear to me that you haven't practiced, okay? Like, if you don't practice, I'm not going to accept you anymore. I'm going to kick you out. Like, stop wasting my time, okay? So in the lesson... Um, his mom is also there and she's like recording the lesson and when Seo Jin, like tells ming help to leave and go to a practice room to practice like the mom is like super apologetic she's like I'm so sorry um, I will promise you that that will never happen I'll make sure that he practices every day and uh, she's just like buttering up to her and she also says like hey um i actually got a very very nice um venue for the upcoming concert and she's kind of like bribing the teacher um and so Seo Jin was like oh she was kind of interested but then out of nowhere like Jenny's mom comes in and Jenny's mom's like oh you mean that venue i forgot the name of the venue you mean that place that place is so old news okay like i got even i got a better venue of a, a well-known like even more well-known like a new fancy building and we can use that for the concert hall it's like huge and it's like more important than the one that the other mom suggested i don't know and so Seo Jin was like oh well thank you but um what do you want in return Like, there you're not gonna you're not just doing that just because like is there something that you need to ask me or like a favor or something like that what do, you, what do you want and jenny's mom was like oh you know i just heard that you actually have a spot open for one of your students and so i was wondering if you could just take our take my jenny in to be your little protege i promised she's like I will make her obey every word that comes out of your mouth and make sure that she's the best student ever. And so Seo Jin accepts the agreement. She like literally had um, a lot of applicants, potential students on her desk. And she literally just like throws the whole thing, the whole deck into the trash. And she accepts Jenny's mom's proposal. And the two of them, the two moms, are just like buttering up to Soojin, saying like, "Oh, you're like the best teacher." And she's, and they see her like trophy that's been dis, that's like displayed on the desk. When the mom is like, "Oh my gosh, is that the legendary trophy from the Chunga Festival?" And the legend behind it, or the rumor that's behind it, um, is that Soojin's classmate. Was so jealous of Sojin's success that she took the trophy and slashed her own throat. That's the rumor around the trophy. And Sojin, like, she neither accepts or denies this rumor. She just coolly says, you know, that girl is paying the price because she tried to covet something that wasn't hers. So she kind of, I guess she kind of agrees with the rumor, saying that it's true. Indirectly, of course. The mo- the two moms are like just bad mouthing that girl in front of her just to butter her up to Sojin, and then Sojin reminds them that they have a Hera Palace club meeting at her house um, that night. So then the three of them they like leave, and both all three of them live in Hera Palace. Um, they're just like walking, but in Hera Palace there's like even a division. There's a division. Um, so there's like the high zone which is like the upper 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 class and then the low zone which is still like upper class compared to regular people but it's like you know the low end of the upper class which is ridiculous but so they have like separate elevators Sojin belongs in the high zone while the two moms are in the low zone so Sojin gets to her apartment she's like getting ready for um the hair club meeting it's like a dinner party basically And while she's getting ready, like her husband, Dr. Ha, he is a surgeon, but they kind of bicker a lot. I don't think their relationship is going so well, like their marriage. um, They just like, there's just a lot of tension there and they're just kind of nitpicking everything about each other. Um, And then the dinner party starts and you know, like Sojin pretends that their relationship is a-okay. In the hair club meeting, there's Seo Jin and Dr. Ha, they're the couple, they're married. And then there's um Min Hyuk's mom and her husband is a lawyer. Um, I don't know his name, but they just call him Ebyon. Lawyer Lee <laughs> Lawyer Lee is the translation. But anyways, he is like a huge mama's boy. So when Min Hyuk's mom came, went back to his, her house, like she found out that her mother-in-law and sisters-in-law two sisters-in-law they came to her house and they're just like no they're just like nitpicking everything like in korea there's like this thing called she world like in-law world and when you get married when you're female and you get married you belong to your husband's house like household and you essentially like this isn't back in the day like I don't know if they still do have this culture I mean they could you just don't know it basically the daughter-in-law becomes their maid like the the in-law like the mother-in-law and the sisters-in-law they kind of just like look down upon her especially if there's like a um I guess if there's like a difference in class like social class if you marry up to a higher social class then they look they seriously like treat you like a maid like you are living this because of my my son how dare you kind of thing and so they're just kind of treating her very poorly like um like you have no you can't cook you can't clean like what can you do and she's like doing everything. She has to like cut the fruit and like, you know. And the husband doesn't do anything about it because the husband is like completely a mama's mama's boy. Like he asked his mom what to wear to the hair club meeting. He's a full-grown man. He has a son in middle school. Full-grown man. He's a lawyer. Full-grown man. Asking his mom what to wear to a dinner party. I mean, I understand, like, asking your wife, you know, like, hey, what should I wear, honey? Like, i want to look good. But asking your mom? In front of your wife? In your tidy whiteys? So anyways, at the dinner party, also, um, Dr. Ha and this lawyer, Lawyer Lee, they don't get along. Like, there's, like, a lot of tension there. I think it's because Lawyer Lee kind of looks down on Dr. Ha, since Dr. Ha apparently, like, married up, um, as well. So the hair club meeting... The members are there because um, when their children were young, like ever since their children were young, um, they did classical singing. Like they put their children in classical singing. And so because of that, they created this Hera club. Um, the other two members arrive late and the, they are Sooryeon, which is the woman from earlier uh, with the elevator and the fancy, like she lives in the penthouse. They live in the penthouse. And her husband is Tante Chudante. tante and so they kind of come late. And Chutante like, he's so nukhi hai, like, so cheesy-looking. Like, Sooyeon, she is, like, apologetic. She's like, I'm so sorry we're late. Like, all the other moms are like, oh my gosh, don't worry about it. Like, it just, like, the party just started. Don't worry about it. Um, And then Sooyeon actually brought pecan pie. And the other moms are, like, looking at Sojin because because Seo had specifically said not to bring anything and that everything is just gonna be prepared and so all the other moms are kind of like uh, she brought something <laughs> we were supposed to and then um I don't know they make a huge deal about this pecan pie like uh Dr. Ha like grabs a piece and he, they just like kind of stuff their face even Lawyer Lee, like just they just like stuff their face with this pie like they just grab one and they just start eating and they're like oh my gosh this is the greatest pie ever like oh my gosh how did you make you made this Sooryoung and Dr. Ha kind of just like comments that like well this is so much better than everything here because everything here was bought like it wasn't handmade so she's he's kind of like making a snarky comment on Sojin. so tension all around this apple like this pecan pie I mean it did look good yeah, it looked very good. So then Sojin like takes her pecan pies and just like throws them away. So even more tension. Sojin then pulls Doctor Ha outside or like to the hallway, and then they kind of bicker. They're like, "Are you purposely trying to make me look like a fool?" Is what Sojin says to Doctor Ha, and Doctor Ha is like, "What about you? Like, why are you acting so fake? You know, like why are you you act all like everything is normal, but everything is not normal." Stop pretending that we're this cute couple or whatever. And they're just, like, having a fight. And Sojin just, like, grabs a bottle of wine and smashes it on the floor. Like, very violent. But then, Sooryeon walks in on them, fighting and bickering. And, and, like, Dr. Ha just, like, walks away. And Sooryeon tries to, like, console Sojin, But Sojin just, like, gives her, like, this death glare and just walks away. The party continues. People are drunk. Um, the two guys, the husbands, are drunk, and Tante and like um, Suyeon, they're like you know being all lovey dovey in front of the couple, and Hoshin is just like watching them, all creepily. And then when Suyeon leaves to help Jenny's mom to the bathroom, Hoshin um, kind of makes a move on Tante. She's like seducing him, like she straight up like unbuttons one of her dress. She like leans over to him and like pours him a glass of wine, and he does the same. Like he pours a glass of wine for uh, Sajin so as well, and they just kind of look very suspicious. And Tante is apparently like a chairman of a company, he's like the CEO. Um, and then so Jin like all of a sudden, she like pretends to drink her wine, but instead like spills it all over her dress and it's like and she like screams. she's like oh my gosh how embarrassing i need to go change but all the while she's like giving signals to Tante, like you know just like looking at him seductively like oh my gosh i need to go change i can't do a seductive look but that was my <laughs> poor attempt anyways um she's like in her dressing room and she's like changed she changed into a new dress and then Tante had followed her in to dressing room and so she asks him to zip up her dress and he does like what what the heck what about Soryeon okay Soryeon is like a queen like her presence come on like you you gonna cheat on Sudon apparently like they're having an affair obviously and they're about to kiss or like they have like this tension building up. they're like looking at each other's eyes and they're holding each other all intent and seductively Sooryeon is then searching for her husband and she's like, "Uh, honey, where are you? Let's go, I think the party's over Um, but they don't hear this they're just like staring at each other's eyes and then she gets really close to the dressing room and then they hear her and he hides So Sooryeon doesn't see her Um, Sooryeon just turns around and she just like smiles and Sooryeon leaves and she's like walking out and she's like looking calling out to dante and dante like just smiles at Sojin, and then he leaves the room to escort suyeon out of Sojin's place it's the next day and rona is singing in the in the practice room like she came early like in the morning and she's just like singing and she actually like took notes when um Jenny was you know having her private lesson so she takes all the teacher's advice and she sings really well. Jenny walks in and she's surprised that Rona sings so well and um Rona's like oh I just need like 10 more minutes and after that like I'll leave okay like you can practice then Um, but Jenny just like storms out she's like so angry at Rona And she goes to like this art room, like an art classroom, and she grabs like a red paint. Suspicious. What are you gonna do with that red paint? The next scene is Eugene running up to the school because she's been called by the principal. And apparently the principal is telling her that Rona had poured something in Jenny's drink, And Jenny drank it and started coughing up blood. So Jenny's mom is there. and She's like freaking out. Like, how can you let this criminal walk around the school? And she's like, she needs to be punished. And Rona is yelling at her like, I didn't do anything. Okay, like Jenny is clearly faking it. Jenny has like this black mask on and she's like, she's saying like she can't talk. And Jenny's mom is like livid she's like yelling like how are you gonna pay for this like I will you know she's like just grabbing Rona by the collar and saying like you're so evil like how can you do such a thing He is trying to like stop this and she's like stop like is there any evidence against this and the teacher the principal is saying like there is we caught on CCTV security tapes in the private practice room and we saw that Rona and Jenny were the last two seen together in that practice room and then when Jenny's um, drinks out of her tumbler she starts coughing up blood so it's gotta be Rona because Rona was the only only other person there and then Eunhee's like but you didn't see her actually pour whatever it is into her tumbler did you and then the teacher's all like quiet but then the mom is like yelling like Jenny's mom is like yelling like you have raised a criminal like I'm gonna ask that I'm gonna make the school open a school violence committee and have your daughter forced to transfer and Rona is all angry and she's like I didn't do it like Jenny is clearly faking it and she kind of like tries to get to Jenny and she's like I'm trying to like grab Jenny by the shoulders and force her to like speak up or whatever, but Jenny like doesn't speak. She doesn't say a word. And Rona's like, she just doesn't want to she's just making up all these excuses because she doesn't want to sing since like her voice is all messed up. Like she sees the vocal lesson teacher um here and she's like, you said so yourself that she went to Norebal and her voice is not good. Like she went to karaoke, right? You said her voice is not good. Um can you say something? Can you speak up? Like Remember what you said earlier in the private lesson? The teacher is like silent. He's just like picking up coffee that fell on the ground when Jenny's mom like flipped the table. And then Jenny's mom gets even more mad and grabs Rona by her hair and she's like, Stop denying it. And um Yunhee like kind of blocks her saying, like, you don't have evidence, stop treating my daughter like a criminal, you know, like that CCTV footage that like shows nothing. And then Jenny's mom full-on slaps the crap out of Yoonhee's face like she like does a full swing like full swing and smacks her in the face like so hard and Yoonhee just like falls and she like collapses on the floor and she's like holding her face like this like what the and no one even like stops or calls the police like this is physical abuse right? But everyone's like, whoa. And even Jenny looked a little scared. But um, yeah, like Jenny's mom is like, how dare you bring up your daughter like that? Like your daughter is a criminal and you can't defend her because she's lying clearly. She has done a very bad deed to my daughter and I'm going to have her removed from the school. And then Rona just, like, charges at Jenny, like, trying to attack her. Like, tell the truth, you know? Like, there's this big fight going on. And then Jenny's mom gets, like, even more livid. Like, hey, don't touch my daughter. And then um, she's, like, going at it. She's, like, beating up Rona. Um, Even, like, the principal. Like, no one is stopping Jenny's mom. Like, that's... You know, like, you're an adult. Like, if you see a child getting hit by a woman, shouldn't you help them? Even if you're a teacher. Like, especially because you're a teacher. But no one's helping... Rona out in this situation and Yoonhee is just on the floor and guess what she does? She has a flashback. Girl, your daughter is getting pummeled by this woman and you're having a flashback? Anyways, the flashback is about her in school, in high school. Um, And the kids are saying that she lost against so Jin and because she was so angry and so jealous, she slit her own throat with the trophy. So, that rumor around that trophy was regarding Hee and Sojin. Um, and so, the girls are just like friends, like kids around her, they're just like whispering about her. And she sees Yujin, or He is looking at a notice on the bulletin board. And it's apparently like a note, there's a notice. That he has been expelled from that school, from Chunga University, from Chongha Fine Arts School. I don't know why they made um, that notice so public. Like, shouldn't it be said in secret or like privately? Like, did they not have privacy in this school? Anyways, so because she was suspended from that school, she couldn't get into college. Um, and if you win the trophy, apparently it's like a free pass to Seoul, Seoul University, which is like the prestigious um, college in Korea. So that's like a free pass if you won that trophy. And she got suspended, so there she can't even get into any colleges. Anyways, so Hee like rips up the notice and she's just like shredding it, um, she's like ripping it in her hands. And then she sees Sojin Jin and her family come out of the principal's office. And Sojin is in a wheelchair, and she's like just being consoled by her parents, saying like it's okay, like everything. Her parents are telling her that everything is going to be okay, like we're gonna protect you. And then Yunhee sees that, and she just like full on charges at Sojin, and knocks her to the ground, pulls her away from the wheelchair, and all the adults are like, what the heck, what the heck, what's happening? But Yunhee like He was so fast that like they couldn't even stop her um Eugene just like starts hitting Sojin, and then the parents like grab Eugene Yu, Yu or Yunhee, sorry, I keep saying Eugene. Yun but Yunhee, like they grab Yunhee and they're just like beating her. They, the parents are like beating Yunhee including the teachers and, and Sojin's mom, they're just like slapping the crap out of her, um like saying, "Don't touch my child. Like you've done enough damage. Um how dare you." Like your parents taught you no manners or whatever. And she, they're just like beating her up. And then Eugene's neck also starts to bleed. Like her, she had a bandage on, but it was ripped off and she starts to bleed. And she's just crying. The adults are just, they just continue to hit her. Yoon Hee, so she comes back to her senses. Uh, the flashback is over. And she sees her daughter, Rona, treated the same as she had been treated um, when she was in high school. And so she, like, yells for them to stop. She, like, she's, like, stop. And then she kneels. Yunhee kneels in front of Jenny's mom. And Rona is, like, surprised. She's, like, shocked that her mom would do such a thing. Um, because, basically, Yunhee is accepting the fact that Rona did put something in the drink. When Rona said she clearly didn't. So She feels very betrayed. She, like, runs out. Um, Yoon-hee like begs Jenny's mom not to open a school committee, like school violence committee, because they can't win. Yoon-hee chases after Rona, saying like, you need to go back and apologize. You need to apologize because we can't win this fight. And Rona's like, why should I apologize if I didn't do anything? Um, I did not do anything, mom. Are like, you supposed to believe me. Like, how can you believe them? Um, and then they like fight again about classical singing, like Yoon J- is just telling Rona, just tell them that you'll stop singing and all of this will be over. And Rona is like, "Hex, no, I'm not gonna stop. I'm, I'm gonna follow my dreams no matter what. And then she just like runs off. Jenny's mom back at the school is livid. She's like super angry. She's like shaking with anger. And she tells the principal that she wants to open the school violence committee ASAP. She tells him to schedule it. And he does. Um, Jenny's mom knows that Jenny was faking. Uh, Jenny was like, "How can you tell?" Like she like takes off the mask. Like, how did you know I was faking? And um, of course, like it's so obvious that you were faking. But anyways, uh, they're talking about like how she's gonna make sure that Rona doesn't go into chunga Arts Fine um, chunga Fine Arts School, and that she has nothing to worry about. Jenny's mom just tells Jenny to worry about fitting in with the other hair club kids. You just need to keep up with them, especially Sopgyung and Seokhun, the twins, because they're the golden man. they are Tante and Sudong's daughter and son. Meanwhile at Changgha middle School, so there's like a middle school in Changa Arts high School and high school is like the prestigious one. The middle school is also prestigious, but Jenny does not go there. Um, we don't know why. But anyways, um, at the middle school, they're taking a test and the twins are cheating. The girl, like she doesn't do anything. She's just like doodling on her paper and her brother is like taking the test for her and Min Hyok actually helps them out. Like he causes a distraction and um, Seok trades his Scantron with Seok Gyeong, who names are so hard. But anyways, yeah, they're cheating. They're cheating. The next scene is Seo Jin. She is interviewing this girl for a math tutoring position. Um, her name is Anna Lee, and apparently she majored in mathematics at UCLA. And so Seo kind of like looks at her, and she's a bit suspicious um, that she is Anna um, because her clothes are all tattered, and so she doesn't really believe that she is who she says she is and so she kind of like gives a test like she talks she speaks in English uh, English about like oh I studied um I got my master's at UCLA like they have like what was your favorite part of the school or whatever and so um, Anna answers in English that um I think the law school building was her favorite or something like that um, and then Sojin asks a question about a bakery in French, a bakery that was in front of the school in French. And Anna answers the question. Like, the question was like, what was the name of the bakery? Like, they had so many good food or whatever. And Anna answers. And she also adds that the apple caramel dish or whatever is the most famous one from... That bakery and um, they're always sold out by ten a.m. There's like this long line and I was even got I also got like this necklace apple necklace from there. Like I loved that store. Like that's like my favorite bakery ever. Um, and so like Sojin is like okay this girl this girl is legit. Like she knows what she's talking about and she hires her. Apparently Anna had taken a break from studying abroad due to family issues. And um, that's why she came back t- to Korea and she's looking for a tutoring job. So so Sujin hires her and she becomes the math tutor for all the hair club kids. The kids look super unhappy when Anna called like a meeting and apparently because there's no tutoring lesson, tutoring sessions during exam week, but she made one just to do like a level test of the kids and Sokkyong and Sokoon they're like pissed. They're like you do not have authority over me. If you're a teacher, then just do your job and teach. Like, we're not supposed to have, like, weird tests. And you have no authority to give us tests. So they're just, like, kind of, um, just re- rebelling against her. So in Hair Kids, there's five total. The twins and Minhyuk, Jenny, and Eunbyeol. Eunbyeol is Hojin's daughter. And Seokhyoung tries to storm out, and Anna stops her, like, saying this will only take 10 minutes. So just, just do it. But Seokyung refuses, saying like, and like, stop wasting my time and stuff like that. You have no authority to waste my time. And she takes off her jacket, like her leather jacket. And then she reveals like she's wearing the same cardigan as Anna, except Anna's is fake and Seokyung's is real. So they're like, all the kids are like, just making fun of Anna, like saying, you know, you are clearly a fake. You were hired to do one thing and one thing only, and that's just to tutor us in math. You have no other qualifications to make us do stuff. I'm kind of challenging her. And then everyone just like storms out leaving, except for Eun-byul. Eun-byul explains to Anna that um, the twins are the top, like number one and number two in the school. And so everything that's, that, that they say is basically law. Like we have to obey everything that Sok and Sok hoon says because they're number one. What a crazy world that they live in. And then Anna is like, "Why aren't you leaving to Umbyar?" Eun-bye. And Umbyar like, "You know, teacher, I I like you. I like you because when you grabbed Seokkyung like that, like in the arms to like stop her, um Seokkyung looked kind of surprised, and I think like she feels threatened by you. So I like you. So I'm guessing that um Seok-kyung and Umbyar don't have a good relationship." Eunbyeol like agrees to do the level test, and she's the only one. Sojin is getting ready for another para club meeting. Like, how many club meetings do they have? Like, so many. Anyway, she's getting ready for another club meeting, and this time is actually at Chudante's house or Soyeon's house at the penthouse. Dante is also getting ready. He's like getting dressed and everything. Surprisingly, he doesn't have a maid dress him. He like dresses himself. And then he invited the husbands of the hair club members um, to his study and he gives them each a bag filled with cash money Um, and apparently they're like gonna do business together and they're gonna build like this building and it's gonna be privatized and it's gonna be for the rich only like a recreation place for the rich and they're gonna earn a lot of money they're gonna raise profit they're gonna have like 250% of profit or something like that like I don't I don't know I I wasn't really paying attention to that part but it was kind of but anyways like the guys were you know enjoying like saying like oh yeah we're gonna make a lot of money yeah yeah meanwhile like in the penthouse all the wives were amazed at the view like oh my gosh this place is so beautiful and stunning like There is no other place like this. The 100th floor, the penthouse, the real... Um, And Sooryeon is so nice to them and Sojin comes in and she's wearing like a super seductive dress. It's a black tight dress and all the other moms are like, oh my gosh, you look so fancy. Wow, Sojin!" And Sooryeon is also like really nice. Like, wow, you look so nice. And then tante comes in and Sojin and tante they make eye contact. They're like looking at each other. Mm, hey. And then Suryon gets a text message and she looks very scared. Like she reads the message and she looks very surprised and she looks at tante and tante's like, "What's the matter, sweetie?" And then Suryon just like hurriedly leaves the penthouse because um, something had happened, so she runs to actually the hospital. She goes to the hospital and she sees her daughter um, on life support, and she's like fading in and out, and they're doing like CPR on her, and So is just like crying, like "Hold on, Kane hey, hey, I think that's the daughter's name, and um, she's just like crying. But I was surprised because like that's her daughter in the hospital, but I'm assuming that's not Tante's daughter because. Otherwise, like, Tante would come too, like, if it was your own daughter, right? Like, if it was your own kid, like, you would go to the hospital if your daughter is about to die. But Dante just, like, stays behind and he's just, like, laughing and smiling it up. Like, he's just having a good time, like, at this party. Um, I, Yeah, so I'm assuming that that's not his daughter. And then hajin and Tante, they kind of, like, sneak away from the party and they just, like, and they're in the hallway and they're just, like, Holding each other, not a hug, but like they're just holding each other, like just by the, I guess a hug, like a loose hug. They're like holding each other and they're just like staring intently into each other's eyes, and then they start kissing in the middle of the party. They're not like completely um, hidden from the group, they're kind of like in the sti- so they're the group is downstairs and they're upstairs. Hajin and Tante, they're like upstairs in the hallway. Um, so they they are out of sight, but they're not completely like hidden. So if somebody comes upstairs, they can see them. And so they're like kissing, and it's it was really gross to be honest. Like, they're just like pulling each other's lips with their lips. Like, ugh, ain't nobody want to see that, okay? And then Doctor Ha sees that Sojin and Tante were missing from the group, so he like tries to go upstairs to to look for them. All the while, like Sojin and Tante, they're kissing. Um, and then, but then, like, when Dr. Ha is like almost to the top of the stairs, Mama's boy, he falls and he like bleeds. Like, he falls and, cause he's like drunk, right? He falls on, like, falls on the floor and he like rips his hand or whatever and like he's bleeding. And so, Dr. Ha is like, oh, you're hurt. And so, he like goes back down the stairs to like look at his wound. And so, when Sojin and Dante figure out that Dr. Ha had left, um, when he that he went downstairs, they resume kissing. Disgusting. It's the next day, and yoon is begging Rona to just apologize at the school violence committee because it has opened. And I guess that was that day. And so Yoon-hee is just begging her just to say the truth. It just you know, you don't even have to say the truth. Just apologize and just tell them that you're quitting um, singing. You know, just tell them that, and it'll all be over and then and rona is like okay fine and she leaves yoon he then goes to the school um after class and is waiting for rona but rona is not coming out and she asks her friend like some some of the classmates saying like have you seen rona and they tell her that rona actually like left school early to get vocal lessons and yoon is like what vocal lessons do you know where she went like She was asking the classmates. So what happened was Rona actually went to Sojin's academy, and wanted to speak with Sojin. Sojin had actually like told her to make an appointment with her um, because she was submitting audition tapes after audition tapes, emailing Sojin, and Sojin like thought that she did have talent, but she wanted to tell her to her face that she can't accept any more students. So she told Rona to come and Rona came, and she was explaining all this, like, I um, am so passionate. I'm a huge fan of yours and I would love to be one of your students. I promise I'll do everything you say, like, I am motivated, I can do it. And so Seo Jin still says, like, I have already enough students on my plate, like, I'm not taking any more students. I just wanted to let you know that face to face. But Rona is like persistent and then Sojin is like, okay, well, who are your parents? Like, wh- why are you here alone? Like, where are your parents? Let me talk to them. And then Rona explains that, you know, her mom is against her singing. And Sojin is like, you know, classical singing requires huge support from their parents. You can't do it alone. It requires money and support. Like, I can't accept you. Just leave. And while she's having this conversation, she is texting Tante about their next rendezvous um, at like a hotel, and how he's like all nervous and excited. What? Rona turns back to leave, but she looks determined, and she turns back around again and faces Hodin and starts to sing. Hodin so- then hears Rona sing, and then she has a flashback. I guess it's something about Rona singing then. That, that like just causes a flashback. And her flashback is when, when Yoonhee was singing at the 25th concert, 25th Chungha Festival, arts festival, I don't even know the name. But anyway, that concert, the same, it's the same um, flashback that Yoonhee had when she heard Rona sing, so. Anyways, um, she's flashing back to the time when she was actually behind the curtains listening to Hee sing and she was so jealous like she had like envy in her eyes and then you know Seo looks very shocked she's like she comes back from the flashback and she's like what did you say your name was again and then right on time Yoon Hee busts into the to the room to the office she's like scolding Rona she's like how like why aren't you not listening to me like how many times do i have to tell you you can't sing like don't do it like i won't support you like please don't do this we have to go back to the school committee and, Like, you have to say you have to apologize She's just looks, like scolding rona and Sojin looks very shocked she's like yoonhee is that you and then yoonhee like looks at Sojin, and she's very shocked and she like turns and looks away Sojin is like wow this is your daughter and Yunhee tells her, I don't know who you are. I've erased all memories of you. Rona is shocked because she's like, You two know each other? Like, how? how? What's the story here? And then Sojin tells her what happened, like with the trophy in the neck. Like, she was so jealous and she was like punished now for coveting something that didn't belong to her. And then more tension builds, and Sojin is like, You're the one who fell short and you just ran away because you were scared. You were scared to face your competition or whatever to Yoon Hee. Yoon Hee tries to pull Rona away like let's go, let's leave right now. But Rona like freaking, she got some superhuman strength and she like pushes her mom away and Yoon Hee falls to the ground. Okay like first of all, how can you just push your mom like that, your mom, your own mom like that to the ground? And she didn't even, like, help her up or anything. She just, like, pushed her and she just, like, watched her as, like, she fell to the ground. Like, what the... Rona, it's your mom. And Rona is, like, who are you to object? Like, I want to do singing. Like, who are you to stop me from doing that? Who is... She's your mom, Rona. Your mother. She's your mom. Like, how can you say that? Like, if I said that to my mom, like, I'd... I'd be the one on the floor, you know? Like, (laughs) (laughs) what the heck and yoonhee oh my gosh like poor girl like you need to work on your body strength you know like leg work or something like that like she's just like collapsing at every at every throw um anyway so yeah Sojin is like yeah you should take your daughter away because you don't want her to end up like you yoonhee she's like looking up and on the corner of her out of the corner of her eye she sees the trophy and when she sees the trophy she has a flashback and this time, the flashback is at the um, the awards ceremony, the awards time at the art festival, and they're announcing the Bella Voice um, a Grand Prize, and it goes to Chun Sojin, Even though apparently, according to Yoon Hee, she like messed up so many times during her performance, um, but it goes to Sojin and Yoon Hee is like angry she's like pissed she pulls Seo Jin out and they go into like a dressing room and Yoon is just like arguing like you're using you know your dad who's the director of Chunga Arts School and you're only using him to get this trophy like this is abuse in power like your dad is basically buying this for you and they're just like throwing um you know yelling these things at each other and Sojin is like no I earned it you know like, this is already this was already mine I am number one and this trophy will prove that I am number one and Yoon is like it proves nothing because you didn't earn it with your voice you messed up your performance your daddy just bought it for you so they're arguing and they literally this argument turns into a physical fight so they're like throwing each other on the wall like they're hitting each other with the pillow and freaking sojin like grabs Yoon by the hair like by the hair and she does like a like a like a table clean with her face. Like she like puts her face on the table and there's like stuff on the paper and she like wipes the table clean with Yunhee's face. Yeah, that happened So violent like straight up so violent. Yoonhee is like, You know, I'm gonna tell everyone that you only got the award because, that you got the award because of your daddy. Like, your daddy bought it for you. And then Sojin is like, Yeah, fine, tell them. Who are they gonna believe? Who are people going to believe? You? The words of a poor girl? Versus me? And then the two of them are like fighting over the trophy. Um, Yoonhee is like throwing herself, trying to grab the trophy. But in the end, like, Sojin grabbed it and she's like, holding it tightly and and like she I guess she like reveals her true nature. She tells Yunhee that like, you know, she was ticked off whenever Yunhee won first prize or whenever she did well in class because that place belonged to her. And now that she has this trophy, like no one will deny that she is number 1. And then Yunhee is like, "You know, I pity you. Like I pity you that you have to hide behind your dad um, because your talent is not good enough so Yoonhee was like taunting um, Sojin and saying that you're a thief you don't deserve that trophy and then Sojin, she's like livid she is shaking with anger she's so angry her face just kind of changes and she lifts the trophy and she slashes Yoonhee's throat with the trophy the trophy has like this wing um it's like it looks it's like protruding and it's very sharp so she uses the wing to just like slash her throat okay this is like attempted murder okay like oh my goodness so so violent yoonhee is shocked because obviously like her throat is slit she's like bleeding out and Sojin. she like she's like on so yoonhee is on the floor she's like bleeding out and Sojin like leans over and she like takes her her own hands and she like swipes some of the blood that's coming out of Yoon hee swipes it on her own face and pretends to faint. She also like kind of did a mini smile just like looking at Yoon hee like while she was swiping the blood like what kind of freaking psychopath what kind of murder like she's a murderer like this is attempt homicide like what in the world? What in the world? Seo Jin's parents were like outside the dressing room, banging on the door, trying to knock down, um, and like come in because they knew that uni um, had taken Sojin. So they are successful in knocking down the door. They come rushing into the room and discovers Taehyung like on the floor, like fainted. She wasn't even fainting; like she just pretended. And she like you could. You, they showed a clip of her like grip gripping the trophy tightly so that uni can't take it. I mean, she she's like. Yoon-hee is just like on the floor bleeding out, and nobody cares for her. Like, they see that she's bleeding out. Like, she's like grabbing her neck and she's just like screaming and just like, you know, like crying. And sojin's parents only take care of Sajin. The security guards only take care of Saojin. And they leave, leaving He behind the dressing room, bleeding. You know, at least you call 911. Like, you know, like, somebody is dying and you just want to leave Like, So the flashback is over and Yoon-hee like kind of grabs her throat because she still has a scar Um, and a security person comes to drag Yoon-hee and Rona away from Sojin's office. When they leave Sojin freaks out because apparently Rona and Yoonhee, they have the same voice. So she was like very shocked when she heard Rona sing. Um, probably because they use the same voice double, but drama, again. Rona and Yoonhee are at the school violence committee. The conference had started and they're discussing, like Jenny's mom is on the stand telling her like her daughter is a victim of this hate crime and that Rona needs to be punished. And literally all the other council members and all the committee members are, like, agreeing with Jenny's mom, like, and they start, like, spewing out nasty comments to Rona, saying, like, you don't deserve to be here. Like, you are evil. You're pure evil. Like, you need to leave. And they're all saying this, and then um, Jenny's mom's, like, she needs to be, you know, expelled at this point, whatever. uni's mom is, like, listening to all of this, and she, like, yells, shut up. She then climbs on the committee's desk and she starts running and she freaking like is going straight to to the principal she flying kicks the principal's face teeth fall out of his face and he's just like on the floor and she like she just like freaking straight up kicked the principal like she committed assault but of course like in this drama like they don't care Police don't care. There's no, It's a lawless land here. They can do whatever they want, apparently. Like, no one is like... I mean, people are shocked that she did such a thing, but no. She, she just like runs out. She takes Rona and they run away. And they're like running, they're running, and um, Rona like removes her scarf to reveal the scar, and they're like running, smiling at each other. Like, what the heck? It's like an end of a movie scene, you know, when they're like running off to the sunset. Except they're actually running to uh, Sojin's Jin's office. They go into, they barge into the office and Yoonhee is like in front of Seo Jin, like tells Rona, Rona, you can sing. You have my full support. I will support you no matter what. I will get you into Chunga Arts High School. And then she like grabs, she walks over to the trophy shelf. She grabs the trophy and she kind of just like points the wing at Seo Jin's neck and Seo Jin kind of freaks out. She's like, what the heck? Yoonhee like threatens So Jin saying that, you know, i'm not gonna run anymore you can never beat me and she does the same thing she says the same thing that she did years back in the dressing room she's like you will never beat me even when you die you will never beat me because you're a thief you know you stole this trophy like you're a thief and i'm gonna prove it you're a fake you're a fake winner is what she says so that is the end of episode one like very violent no loss here like no violence all sorts of violence are welcome here i guess in this penthouse drama huh (sighs) yeah it's the episodes are one hour and about like 20 minutes so one and a half hours long and it was honestly i had to like take a break in between just to like catch up with notes because so much was happening and i wanted to so badly not like take notes in every detail but it was really hard not to do that because so much has happened um and you know like I understand why this drama is so popular like everything is compacted into this one episode and it ends up like not revealing much because we don't know for instance we don't know why Anna was murdered so the the girl who fell that's Anna right like i'm pretty sure that's anna um i could always like go back and see but i'm pretty sure that's anna that fell from Hera palace and why we don't know why we don't know if it was a suicide if it was a murder i'm pretty sure it was a murder i feel like somebody like pushed her because she already had like scratches on her face so we don't know why we don't know who did it um and why Hera palace uh out of all the places um and there are... also one thing that like really irked me was that... so these girls, right, um, Jenny and, uh, what's her name? Rona. Rona. She... they are classical singers, right? So shouldn't you like save your voice? But they're like yelling at the top of their lungs, like fighting all over. Even Sojin and um, Yoon Hee back in the flashbacks, they're like yelling at each other. When they're fighting like shouldn't you save your voice you know if you're a classical singer like you need to like don't fight first of all like like beasts you know like animals just like bashing doing a face clean with like the face swipe like cleaning the desk with the face like that just that i've never seen that like i've never <laughs> seen that before in any of the korean dramas. So. Yeah, it was just so violent. Um, are kids watching this? Is this a drama for like kids? Anyways, um, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this first episode. Um, don't forget to subscribe from wherever you are listening from YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, etc. And please, if you are joining from Apple Podcast, please leave a five star rating, five star review. Um, that would really help us out. Help me out. Um, You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at kdrama in room 343. And you can also follow my personal Instagram account, yurinays95. And on TikTok, I am yuri underscore Christina. So yes, don't forget to follow me. And I will talk to you guys next week with episode two. Bye.